Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about the difference between a doctor and a librarian. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running, even if you've been injured. What's the difference between a doctor and a librarian? Now, I'm going to tell you a story. So there was a time when I actually had uh, some pretty significant allergies, and I went to see this guy who was an, an allergy specialist. So you know, he was well regarded in the community and all my other doctor friends said, yeah, he's definitely the guy to see. He's the best in town. So I went to see him. He had all the right credentials and seemed to be an expert in every possible respect in terms of what we think of as an expert in a field in medicine. So I went to see this guy and I had a specific question. So, you know, I asked him like, okay, well, here's what's going on. We did a whole bunch of tests. And then I wanted, of course, to hear his treatment recommendations. But after listening to all that, I had one very specific question for him. I actually wanted to know if these whole home uh, filtering systems that you can put in that have static electricity that sucks all the pollen and uh, dust and dust mites, all this stuff out of the air, if that would actually help me. All those things are use static electricity to actually pull allergens out of the air and filter your home if it would work. Now the systems are extremely expensive, so obviously, I did not really want to spend the money on one unless someone who was clearly an expert in that area could tell me that it made sense. So, you know, but I wanted to know. And before I went in, I'd actually researched this. So I've done lots of research. I published medical research. I looked up articles online. I looked up articles specifically online that have been published in medical journals and peer-reviewed journals that seem to be reputable. Basically, I could find no evidence of this. So I went to him and you know he's the expert, right? So I said, look, what's your opinion? Do these things work or not? And he said, well, there's no research to show that they're effective in the medical literature. And I said, right. See, I did a Medline search myself and I came up to that same conclusion. So that's not my question. My question is, in your opinion, are they effective? He again paused and he said, well, there aren't any studies that show that one way or another. I said, I know. So. And, you know, and sometimes I get like a little irritated and I did with this guy. And truth, I said, okay, look, I'm going to ask you one more time. In your opinion, you as the expert, with all of your experience, all of your training, everything that you know about these systems and everything you know about taking care of patients who have allergies, do you believe these things can help or not? And he said, I don't have an opinion because there hasn't been any published research. And when I left there, I was astonished. But when I left there, I was like, man, I want my copay back. I mean, this is a ripoff. You know, I came in here looking for a very specific opinion and this guy flatly refused to give me one. And so basically what I learned was I was I actually left there. I'm thinking this guy is not a doctor. He's a librarian. He's someone that catalogs information and will only present the information that he can find. He doesn't have an opinion. He doesn't have the capacity to form an opinion. He actually doesn't have the ability to give me the information I need because you know, he's supposed to be able to, as a doctor, in my opinion, he's supposed to be able to take all the research that has been published and help you understand as a patient what it is that you should do based on all that research, but also in conjunction with all of his training, all of experience, all of the times that he's interacted with patients and seen what they've done that's worked and, and what has not worked. So in an ideal world, we would have research that actually studies everything, every variable, every possible scenario, and then helps you know conclusively what will work and what will definitely not work. The problem is, is that research studies really don't work out that way. There is almost never a study that shows that something is 100% effective for everybody all of the time, given all of the variables that can go into a patient's given circumstances. When you're a runner, 
that's even way more complicated because you don't just get injured and want to heal a specific injury like a metatarsal stress fracture or Achilles tendonitis. You want to run. You don't want to just heal the thing. You want to run. You want to heal it as quickly as possible so you can keep running and you want to figure out why the thing happened in the first place so it doesn't happen again. Unfortunately, there are many doctors that kind of hide behind that stuff and they don't really help you understand what the real possibilities are for you. And when you're a runner, you have to look at every possibility. Now, I recently held a webinar about how to reduce stress and keep running when you have a metatarsal stress fracture. And I was actually shocked, but there was this flurry of outrage and demands for evidence by you know doctors, physical therapists, lots of different medical practitioners. And they insisted, even though I was going to talk about this and talk about my strategies and talk about what I teach to physicians at medical conferences, people on Twitter were insisting that you have to tell us right now, right here in 120 characters on Twitter, what the evidence is. So I actually wondered about that. So what I did was, you know, I of course invited all these doctors to the webinar. Interestingly, a number of them signed up, none of them showed up. So they didn't even come. And I actually replied to someone directly and said, you know, at least you're thinking about this, but I think you should come on and we should talk about it. A couple of them I even invited as a guest on the Doc on the Run podcast and radio silence as soon as I did that. So apparently they like to talk in 120 characters, but don't want to actually come on the show and give their opinions. But I think your opinions would be valuable. I mean, it seems like they're contributing some valuable things, but some of these doctors and people that were commenting, I actually looked them up and post after post after post, it's not actual opinions about anything. It's just, here's another article. Here's another article. This article shows this, this article shows that. And it's really reposting of articles. It's just a cataloging of information, but it's not actually a thing that necessarily helps you because that's a big problem is that you can take one piece of information and rely heavily on it and it may not actually be accurate for you. So that's what drives me nuts. Now, I understand a lot about research. I've been a peer reviewer is basically somebody in the same field who reviews articles before they're published in a medical journal. So I've been a peer reviewer for the Journal of the American Podiatric Medical Association. I've been a peer reviewer for the Journal of Foot and Ankle Surgery. And I've done lots of research. I've published research. I've won multiple awards for research. I've started clinical trials on humans where I got the clinical trial proposal written and submitted and approved through the university institutional review boards. And I've had a lot of experience in that. And the main thing that I learned through that entire process was something that you may not realize even happens. And that's that all of that stuff can be skewed. I had one study that the company sponsoring the study said that they wanted complete and total control over whether or not the study would be published at their sole discretion. What that means is that if we did this study and it actually showed that platelet-rich plasma injections were not affected, they wanted to have the right to completely block publication without any sense of appeal or anything on my side. But of course, if it showed something favorable for their product, then they would, of course, want it to be submitted for publication. But if it was negative, they wanted to be able to bury it. And I think that that's wrong, but that happens a lot. In fact, there was one study, actually won an award from the American College of Foot and Ankle Surgeons for this study. And the editor of one of the premier journals in our field actually sent me a letter that said, we would like to publish this, but this one finding is too politically inflammatory and we want you to rework the statistics to obscure the finding. So this guy literally wanted me to deliberately hide a finding and then publish the study, which, you know, you don't have to be a doctor to know that's wrong. Ethically, it's something that I couldn't do. 
And I just replied and said, no. 10 years later, another editor actually sent me a letter that requested I do the same thing. And he said, we'd still like to publish it, but you're going to have to hide this. And I'm not going to hide anything. So I didn't publish it. So that's the thing is you have to understand that just because a study shows something, it doesn't mean it's the whole story. It's one piece of evidence. I mean, let's face it, like the O.J. Simpson trial many years ago, everybody remembers this. You know, the glove does not fit. If the glove does not fit, you have to quit. It's one piece of information in the whole story, but that's not the entire story. And some doctors want to take one piece of evidence and say that's the entire story and that's what everybody has to do. And it doesn't make any sense. One thing you have to remember is that all research studies, they come up with statistics. We show statistical significance. We try to prove with numbers that something is factual. Now, those things are often very, very persuasive. So there was one guy, uh, Grant Cardone, who Ali says, I never trust a round number. So if somebody says 80% of all people do this, it's never 80%. You know, if somebody says 79.2%, well, that suddenly seems more believable. And when you have big numbers and big statistics, they seem even more believable. But I'll never forget, I heard a lecturer say one time, he said, you have to understand, statistics are a lot like swimwear. What they reveal is interesting. What they conceal is essential. So if your doctor is just telling you about research studies and not really telling you about how that extrapolates to real world experience and what to do with you and what it is to do with your return to running, then you're probably not working with a doctor at all. You're more likely to be working with a librarian. What's a virtual doctor visit? The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler, in my experience, is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I'm left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different, and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert, and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's via Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's going to be on time. Two, he's going to be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are going to result in a more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me. And then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.